we looked at reverence, the fact that this year, for this year, for you to maximize this year, you must work in reverence to the things of God. We also looked at review. You have to review your life. And in this third um, weekend, we're looking at rest. Come on, tell your neighbor, you need to rest. No, say it well. Say you need to rest. Um, in spiritual things, um, rest is very vital. And by rest, I don't mean um, physical rest. I don't mean just relaxing. Rest is actually a spiritual position. Rest is a what? Spiritual position. I want you to say it with me. Rest is a what? Spiritual position you must take. It's not just something that is suggested. It's something that is very important if you are going to get all the things God has for you. Resting is a crucial part of what God wants to do in your life. It's a crucial part to receiving what God wants to do in your life. You need to rest. And I'm not talking about physical rest. I'm talking about the spiritual one. You say spiritual position you take over any issue. What God actually wants is that over any issue of your life, you have a rested position. It is why you are rested that he moves. Are you here, somebody? When you stop worrying, God starts working. When you stop worrying, God starts working. Many Christians have never fully enjoyed the benefits and blessings of having a relationship with God because they have not mastered the art of resting. They don't understand that spiritually, God expects you to rest. And again, I'm not talking about physical rest. I'm talking about the spiritual position of relaxing in God, resting in God, and allowing him to work. In other parts of scripture, they call it sleep. Let's see Psalm 127. They call it sleep. But I like the way Psalm 127 puts it. He says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wicked but in vain. Next verse. He said, it is in vain for you to do what? I can't hear you. Are you following? It's in vain for you to do what? It's in vain for you to rise up early and to do what? Sit up late and to do what? Eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved what? Sleep. Now, this is not the real um, original translation of how this scripture is originally translated. All right? Um, this makes it look like God gives us ability to sleep. That's not what they're talking about here. We, we, the scripture is not talking about insomnia. God doesn't give us ability to sleep. In fact, if you, if you look at the trend of the scripture from verse 1, you understand that it can't be sleep they're talking about. Look at from verse 1 again, DJ. It says, except the Lord build the house. So they're not talking about sleeping or not sleeping. They're talking about building or achieving something with your life. Do we understand that? I can't hear you. Do you understand that? So it says, except you, lay, you build the house, you labor in vain when you build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman is awake in vain. See the next verse. It says, it's in vain for you to rise up early and to stay up late eating the bread of sorrows. So they're talking about hustling life. They're saying, look, God doesn't want you to live a hustling life. So sleep is not what will stop you from hustling. Blessings is what will stop you from hustling. So give me the transition, um, other transitions that makes it better that we use in the, in the other service, yes. Um, he said, it is in vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of anxious labors, for he gives what? Blessings to his beloved when even in his sleep. They are saying when you are most rested, God even works. Somebody getting this? They are saying you don't have to live a hustle lifestyle. God wants to bless you while you sleep. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? 
God doesn't, didn't create you for the hustle life. There are many Christians that even say at the hustle. It, it, is, it is anti-scripture. It is anti-covenant for you to be a hustler. That's not the life God wants you to live. God wants you to take a position of rest so that he can even bless you while you are rested. When you are sleeping, he blesses you. Hallelujah. Say, he will bless us. He will bless him in his sleep. He will bring the blessings in his sleep. Hallelujah. Give me CEV version. Have we read that? Yes, let's see CEV. He said, it is useless. I like this one. It is useless to get up early and to stay up late in order to earn a living. This is the Holy Ghost now. This is the Holy Ghost. It's useless to, 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 to get up early and to stay up late. He said, God takes care of his own even while they sleep. Do you like that? He said, God takes care of his own even while they what? Sleep. That's what they're really trying to say. They're trying to say, look, the difference between you and the guy that doesn't have a relationship with God is that they will need to hustle for everything they get. Say, but for you, even while you are sleeping, God is working for you. Oh, man. That should make you happy. God is working for you, even while you sleep. And I pray for everyone that is under my voice. You won't need to work every time you earn money. Amen. I pray that you enter a realm in your life this year, that even while you are sleeping, a lot will be coming in. Amen. God will give you business ideas, concepts, insights. That will be earning you money while you are still sleeping. In the name of Jesus. That is how true prosperity looks. If you have to go to work every single time you earn money, you are not yet rich. It means the day you get sick, the day you are tired, you can't take vacation because your, 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 your income is direct correlation to the effort you are putting in. But there is a blessing here that says even while you sleep, blessings will come. Receive such creative ideas in the name of Jesus. I say receive such creative opportunities in the name of Jesus. He blesses us while we sleep. He wants you to rest. Anxiety will stop you from receiving from God. Now, listen, you must understand, guys, and people don't understand this a lot. Your faith doesn't move God. Your faith helps you receive from God. God's stand concerning your life is already fixed. God, is, God doesn't fluctuate. This is what people think, that God is always changing his mind. He say, yeah, this boy offended me today. I know go answer him. I don't bona. Okay, don't beg me. Oh, yeah, beg me where? Oh, yeah, fast three days, make I see. This is what people think that God is. God's, he said, I'm the Lord, I change not. He's, where he's standing, yesterday, it will be the same today, and it will be the same what? Forever. His stand concerning anything is already established. The difference is your own stand. When you are in faith, you are in position to receive. When you are anxious, even though you're a Christian, you will not receive. And I'll show you scriptures. There's nowhere the Bible says your faith moves God. Your faith helps you receive. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Anxiety literally stops you from receiving. So this is why a Christian can pray and pray and pray and wonder why he's not getting answers. Very simple. Are you resting over that issue or are you hustling? If you're hustling over the issue, then you won't get God's result. You can get some results, but it's not the God result. There are two kinds of results in Scripture and in life. There's the one that comes by the promise of God, the one that God does, and there's the one that comes by you hustling. The hustling one is never as sweet. The hustling one is the type that you are showing testimony, people are clapping for you, but inside your heart, you know that this testimony is not full. 
You know, there's, there's comma with it. You know, it has K leg. Are you getting what I'm saying? They gave an example in, in Galatians, I think, about Ishmael and Isaac, that Ishmael is the son of the flesh, is the son of hustle. DJ, can you give me the scripture? Ishmael came by, by man's efforts, but there's the one that comes by supernatural effort. Look at it. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by the bond woman, the other one by the free woman. Next verse. He said, next verse, 23. But he who was of the bond woman was born afterwards the flesh. That's your carnality, your, your natural way of doing things, your, your, your agbari, your, your own wisdom, your own ideas. And listen, this applies to everything. You know? This applies to marriage. You know, you either wait for God to really bring the kind of husband you want, or you marry any husband you see. The only issue is that, through, and that's the thing about this thing, throughout your life, you will keep knowing that, I miss her. Every year, every two years, your husband will remind you that you married Ishmael and not Isaac. Same thing with a job. You either wait for that right job or start that right business or, 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 or whatever it is. Same thing. It might even be a car. Some of you here, you've bought Ishmael before. You know Ishmael? Ah, if you have ever bought Ishmael, you know Ishmael. Ishmael, from the day you buy Ishmael, he has problems. You knew there was a problem from the day you bought it. But something told you, don't buy this car. Wait. You say, but ah, I know, there's, there, we have to get together next week and I want to drive Ishmael there. And Ishmael is laughing. Me. Get together. I won't make it. I won't make it. Oh. Better just take your Uber, JJ. But you want to show everybody, because everybody's coming from village. Who are coming. You want to show them that you made it. That you drove to the event. Ishmael said, me. I'm not going to make out. From the day you collect that key. After one year, you are wondering who really owns the car. Is it me or the mechanic? Because the car is more with the mechanic. The car just visits you once in a while. It's permanently in the mechanic shop. And it will make that event you bought it for. To be bad. Everything will spoil. You're servicing it and servicing it. As you repair one, and before you reach home, another one spoil. You come back, they repair one, another one goes spoil. If you have bought Ishmael before, that's how it is. Whenever you have Ishmael, it suffers you all through. Do you know the Ishmael that Isaac gave birth to, I mean that Abraham gave birth to, is still disturbing us till now. Still disturbing us till now. They're still, they're still bombing in Palestine, in uh, Israel, in order to see today. Because of one mistake of Ishmael. So he said, the one that is born of the flesh, look at it. But the one who was born of the bond woman was born after the flesh. But the one born of the free woman was born by what? Promise. Give me the verse translations that will make it better. Give me translations that will make it better. Look at this. He said, have you forgotten that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave girl, the other by a free woman? Next verse. He said, Ishmael, the son of the slave girl, was a child of what? The natural realm. So there's a natural way to get everything. You see, the challenge with even getting things naturally is that there are certain things that becomes impossible to get naturally. So you, you just be suffering. It's better you learn from beginning how to get things supernaturally. That's by God's help. See, it's here. He said, um, he got it natural realm, but Isaac, the son of the free woman, was born what? supernaturally by the Spirit, a child of promise of God. Did you see that? So there are, there are two ways that you can get anything. By natural hustle 
or by the blessing of God, where God is, it is spirit motivated. It is spirit motivated. Did you, did you read this in Amplified? Or oh, this is where we stop. Uh, oh, message. Give me message translation. Give me message translation of this same scripture. Message. It says, the son of the woman was born by human, human connivance. I like that. Did you see that? The son of the slave woman was born by what? Human connivance. I have connections. I have uncle. They say it's, it's, it's Ishmael. It's a child of the flesh. It's very different from the one of promise. That is supernatural. That God had a hand in it. When God blesses you, I mean, you will enjoy that blessing for the rest of your life. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. You will enjoy that blessing for what? For the rest of your life. It brings you peace. The one you get by Ishmael gives you trouble all through. Glory to God. So the difference between, because when we talk about rest and sleep as believers, it's a spiritual position. It's not sleeping physically. It's actually resting in God. You are taking a spiritual position of not hustling. You are taking a spiritual position of not being anxious over the issue. It doesn't mean you don't take steps. The difference is that you are only taking steps inspired by God, the things God tells you to do. Not just hustle, not just call everybody, marry anybody. I'm a counselor, and most women that are divorced, most women that are divorced or that are going through serious crisis in their marriage, they will all tell you that along the line they knew something was wrong with this thing. But anxiety, because if I don't marry this one, I won't see another one. So anxiety makes them entite, and they suffer sometimes for the remaining days of their lives. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So rest is a spiritual what? Position. A place where there's no anxiety. Something might look undone. Something might look incomplete. You might look like you are in great need of something. There might be trouble here and there, but you rest. You don't rest on mattress. You rest on scripture. Are you here, somebody? We don't sleep on mattress. We sleep on what? Scripture. So how do you engage this rest? The Bible says we labor to enter his rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. He said, let us therefore labor. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So this resting we are talking is not for lazy people. You actually labor, but you don't labor in life. You labor in scripture. You labor in the word of God. When you find the word of God, then you now rest and allow the word of God do the work. Next verse. It says, for he that entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, from his own natural works, as God did from his. Next verse. It says, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of what? Unbelief. We labor. Give me TPT version of that scripture. From verse 9. Say, so then we must give all our eager, uh, we must give all and be eager to experience the faith rest life. Come on, say faith rest life. Are you seeing it here? Let's say it again faith rest life. So that's what they are saying. It's not laziness sleep, it's not laziness rest, it's not rest after you've stayed in Lagos traffic. That's not what they're talking about here. They're talking about a position of rest that is based on faith. And faith is based on the word. That means you actually have a word you are standing on over the issue. If there's anything you are going through, can you give me one scripture you have already? You've been complaining. Many people say they are praying. What you are doing is complaining to God. When you are praying, you must bring scripture. God said, remind me of my own words. 
bring it to my remembrance, what I have said. So you must bring scripture. That's the only way you can sleep. Without scripture, you'll be anxious. You bring scripture, you lie down on scripture. Are you here, somebody? It's scripture we stay on. It's faith. Bring it, bring it back. Let's see how, how that scripture says it. It says, faith rests life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. I like that. Faith rests life. The faith rests life. Next verse. Is there next verse? It says, for we have the... No, no, it's okay. You can stop there. We'll come back to that verse 12 later. So, the important thing is that you can rest on the word. There are four kinds of people, quickly. If you're writing, write this down. Four kinds of people. The first one are those that plant the word of God. That's the faith rest life. And rest. That means they have a scripture. And they are working on that scripture and they rest. They are not hustling about the matter. No matter what the matter is. That's the first set of people. They plant the word and they rest. The second set, they don't plant the word. They've never read the Bible. Have no, they don't know any scripture about the condition they're dealing with. You are dealing with um, infertility. Doctors have told you you can't have children. What scriptures do you have? What scriptures do you have? There's nothing as sweet as sleeping on scripture. It's sweeter than sleeping on mattress. You have more rest sleeping on scripture. Because you can have water bed or the best mattress and not have sleep. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And have anxiety. When you sleep on scripture, you plant the Bible, you rest. Second one, they don't plant the scripture, but they are resting. That one is laziness. Those, that one is what? Laziness. That means they have no promise. They have no scripture. They are not standing on any agreement they have with God. They are just whiling away time. That one day, one day, one day you go better. You go better, you go better. You go better for me. Yeah. <laughs> I go buy moto. They think that's what they are. They think, that's laziness. These are the people you see that they go year in, year out. That thing is still not solved. And they are active in church. They are regular in church, but they've never taken a position of rest. Trust me, I know the difference. When I got married to my wife, we've shared this story many times, but it still, it still always applies. When I got married to her, I had always been a person of faith. I had, I had grown learning how to use my faith. I was, I, was, I was born again into a circle of word of faith. So I understood faith. I understood faith. I knew the scripture has said, none shall be barren in the land. So I knew there's no way I can be barren. Anybody I married, if you were barren where we are coming from, when you meet me, you go born. So when I met my wife, we started, we, we, I was telling her, I'm trusted in her and all that. She said, ah, this is why you want to marry me. Doctors have told me since I was a teenager that I, have, I won't have children and I might have difficulty having children. I, I said, it doesn't matter what they say. She was shocked. That's the point where many men will run. When the girl has said from when she was a teenager, they told her that she won't have children. Many specialists, so no one, not to confirm from when she was a teenager. That's the time many men, you don't know that he's not picking your call. He's not, <laughs> he just ghost you. They call it ghosting. He just ghost you. When she told me that, I didn't think about it twice. Do you understand? I didn't say, mm, let's see you. Mm -mm. I said, it doesn't matter what they say. I said, none shall be barren in the land. I said, let's name our children. Do you understand this? I said, I will marry you. Forget it. You are the woman of promise. Mm. And that's the thing. When God leads you to something, when it's spirit supernaturally done, even if it doesn't look complete, once you enter, you go complete. Because the path of the just as a shining light shines brighter and brighter. It will be better and better. These are, the, these are covenants in scripture many Christians never enjoy. Never. 
So I told her, you have children. No, she's buying the land. Now, but she was not coming from a background of word of faith. So she didn't really have faith. Good Christian, you see. Being a good Christian doesn't mean anything. This, this, this is a challenge. There are loads of good Christians that live in anxiety. Are you here, somebody? That's why I'm bothered about prayers that go on without teaching of the word of God. I'm bothered about it. You're just shouting at God. That's not how this thing works. That's not how it works. If you're going to live in victory, oh, not one by chance miracle, you're going to live in victory. You must, you must understand what you're doing. There must be teaching of the word. So she was a good Christian. Very born again, she was serving in a church. She was in children's church in TPH. She was a good Christian, confirmed, not a joker. But she had never developed her faith. Never learned how to rest on the word. So when we got married, she started to run up and down. Hey, hey they've told me I won't have children. How are we going to do this thing? Meanwhile, the first one year, me, I used uh, family planning. Somebody said, your wife can't have children. I didn't pay attention once to whatever their opinion was. I'm resting on the word. I know I'm potent. Too potent. Doesn't matter what they say. Are you here, somebody? And I said, I don't want us to even have children in the first one year. So I don't want any mistake. So I use protection. <laughs> and my children were named. Complete. But she wasn't in faith. So she was running up and down. She would go to this hospital, go to that hospital, go to this hospital, come and do this test. She said, ah, are, you, are you not in faith? I said, look, when you are in faith, I would know. That's the sentence I told her. I said, you're not yet in faith. See, prayer is not what makes something in faith. Anybody can pray. Faith is about the position you take after you pray. It's after you pray, I'll know whether you were in faith when you prayed. Oh, somebody's not getting what I'm saying. What did we read in that scripture? It says the faith rest life. If there's no rest in it, there was no faith in it. Those that believe do not make haste. That means they are not anxious. DJ, give me that scripture. He said, those that believe do not what? Make haste. If there was no rest in it, then that means there was no faith in it. It's what you do after you pray that I know. That's why if you pray today and come again tomorrow and still pray the same prayer, that means the one you prayed yesterday is null and void. People don't know these things. Just repeat the same prayer. Then go for the same thing every day, daily. No. The times you use repeating prayer is not when you're asking God for something for yourself. You use repeating prayer when you're interceding. So in scripture, you see the stories you just gave about the person that was asking for something for somebody else. It was intercession. When you're praying for your brother to be born again, you're praying for your children to be born again, or whatever, you can intercede. That means you can pray the same prayer over them every day. That's fine. But if you're asking God for something, you can't repeat it every day. It means the first one didn't count. So every day you're canceling and starting afresh. It's like sending an application to something every day. It means that the one of yesterday is already canceled. See it here. He said, um, we try stone and all that, all that. I want you all to go to the end. He said, he that believeth shall not make haste. The last line. He that believeth shall not what? Have you ever seen the scripture where Anna prayed? Anna in the Bible that didn't have a child. Anna didn't have a child for many years. They buried the second wife. That one had children. That was having children every year. Anna didn't have a child. And Anna was so sad, so depressed. Anna was so depressed that her husband said, why are you this depressed? Am I not better to you? Am I not worth more to you than many sons? Are you here, somebody? That's what her husband told us. That's how depressed she was. I don't know if you can find these things for me. That's how depressed she was. She was so downcast. She wasn't eating. She wasn't doing anything. She was so downcast. Did you see? Then Ekana, her husband, said to Anna, why weepest thou? So this woman was crying. Why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? She was, it's not fasting, you know? 
She wasn't fasting. She was so depressed she could not eat. Why weepest thou? Why do it as thou now? Why is thy heart what? Grieved. He said, am I not better to thee than what? Ten sons. She was, she was sad, depressed, because she didn't have children. But one day she prayed the prayer of faith. Go to where she prayed. The prayer of faith, DJ, if you can. Let me find it. He says, now Anna, she spake in her heart, and only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Elena thought she was drunken. Next verse. He says, and she said, let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did what? Did eat. And what happened? You see, it's what you do after you pray that will make me know that you believed. The moment she prayed, she went to eat. She wasn't eating before. She, she wasn't pregnant. She just prayed today. She said, give me my food. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't know if some of you know. Let me go to this side. These people don't understand. See, they are looking at me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know what is you need in your life today. Imagine you pray now and you already go and start celebrating. As in, she has not done pregnancy test. She has never slept with her husband. She just left the auditorium. She remember in the previous verse, they said she was not eating. She said, you saw it yourself. She said she was not eating, she was weeping. She left there and she ordered her food. She said, give me my food. Then they say her countenance, give me the scripture. He said her countenance was no more sad. Do you see? This is what people don't know. So people just like to pray, shout at God. God, do it. God, you. That's not biblical way of praying. It's not biblical. It's exciting. It helps your flesh feel good. But please show me somebody that is doing shouting prayer daily, that is walking in victory continuously. Because you don't even know how you got the first one. You can't reproduce it. Satan will always rob you because you're not, you're not knowledgeable of what you're doing. He will always rob you. Always rob you. So, so I told my wife then, take a canna out. Okay, I'm joking. All right. So, um, so I told my wife, I said, when you are in faith, I would know. It upset her that time. She was very angry. I'm saying, I said, you're not in faith yet. You're just anxious. You're running up and down. When you are in faith, I will know. She didn't understand then. But after she went hospital to hospital, test to test, did a few of that few years, God now gave us some scriptures that talked about rest. Focus on me and rest in the word. And once she began to read, focus on scriptures, she, she has a book today that is um, Anna's her diary where she wrote all the scriptures that God gave her. She found all the scriptures. About, I didn't even know some of those scriptures in the Bible about twins. About the, she got all the scriptures from scripture. The moment she became in faith, I knew. She was now relaxed. She was no more hustling. That's the difference. That's the difference between the guy in faith and the guy not in faith. When you are in faith, you don't have the blessing yet, but nobody can tell by your countenance. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody can tell by your face that the car hasn't come. They can't tell by your face that the husband hasn't come. They can't tell by your countenance that the job hasn't come. They can't tell by the countenance that your promotion hasn't come because you are as happy as the guy that his own has come. Are you here, somebody? So her countenance was no longer sad. And she ate her food. She ordered her food. She had been suffering herself for nothing since. She said, give me my food. Are you here, somebody? So rest is a position we take in the spirit. It's not sleeping. It's not mattress. It's not laziness. So the first set of people, they plant the word and they rest. Second set, they don't plant the word, they are resting. That's laziness. Third set, they plant the word, but they are not resting. So they've planted the word, but they are still not resting. They, they are Christians. They've planted the word of God, but they are still hustling. 
That's anxiety. That is what? Anxiety. The first one is laziness. Oh, the first one, which is planning water, is rest or sleep. Second one is laziness. Third one is anxiety. Fourth one is people that did not plan the word of God and did not even rest. That one is hustle. And that's the guy that doesn't even have the word of God and has not rested. He's hustling over town. The third one, like I told you, they planned the word, but he's still not resting, still running up and down. That's anxiety. Anxiety will rob you of God's blessing. It doesn't stop God from blessing you. It robs you from receiving it. Anxiety is like the opposite of faith. Faith helps you receive. Anxiety makes sure you don't receive. Philippians 4, 6, it said, be anxious for nothing. You see, prayer and the Bible follows order. Give me quickly. It said, be anxious for what? Nothing. What should you be anxious for? I can't hear you. What makes sense to be anxious for? Nothing. I said, nothing can enter that list. You can't convince us. Nothing. He said, but you don't know my husband, nothing. You don't know my medical condition, nothing. So you wonder why a Christian is praying, praying, praying and not getting an answer? This is it. Because before you start to pray, you see why I say you can't be praying without teaching? Before you start to pray, there's, there's the principle. They say, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by what? Prayer and what? Supplication with what? Let your request be made. Many people don't follow rule number one. They just jump to rule number two. Prayer. Oh God, do it. Something. But you are anxious. Why will anxious? Let me show you another scripture that tells you that anxiety will rob you. James chapter one. Quickly, quickly. I'm about to round up. James one. If any of you do what? I can't hear you. You are not talking. If any of you do what? Lacks wisdom. So you can replace wisdom here with anything else you lack. What is it that you lack? If you lack husband, lack wife, lack car, lack job, lack uh, documents, whatever it is you lack. You can replace it. The principle applies, okay? He say, if any of you lacks a house, whatever, let him do what? Ask of God. Now, whenever you are having a transaction with God, there are two people involved. There's you and there's God involved. See God's part of the deal. See God's part. When you ask God, say, God, who gives what? Liberally. So, from God's end, he gives. You can't say it's not God. You know, there are, you know hey, there are too many things I want to share. You know that people that say, eh, if it's God's way, have you heard that before? I don't have a child. Maybe it's God's way. If it's God's way for me to have a child, I have a child. Let's say to God's way. He does what? He gives. How does he give? Liberally. So we have settled this one. He gives. Liberally. And I like the way they said it. Say so he gives liberally and without what? Reproach. This, that word means without fault finding. That means God doesn't come and say, You! Uh, I can't. You, didn't, you, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't pray yesterday. You, I can't. you ate your tight last week. So I'm not going to answer. Mm. See, from his end, his stand is short. He gives liberally, lavishly, generously. He gives generously without finding fault. He doesn't come and say, okay, these three people will wash you, but this one didn't wear you, don't give him. Mm. Say so he gives without fault finding. All of you asking, I give all of you. But why doesn't everybody receive? Very simple. They jump to the next part. After they mention that the person you're talking to is stable, your part is the problem. But, when you don't see but, no see problem, don't come. This way, a lot will fall short below it. But, when you ask, there's a condition. You see what I'm saying? You can't be shouting at God and praying every day without, there are conditions to prayer. People just read the first part. If you like anything, ask. Oh, yeah, let's begin to ask. Go, oh, ask, ask. But, but, when you ask, you must what? Believe. And what? Not doubt. Because the one who doubts 
is like a wave of a sea blown and tossed. See the next verse. That person should not expect to receive. You see why I say you can replace wisdom with anything. Is anything. So they confirm this here for you. It's not to receive anything from what? The Lord. I didn't write this. Anxiety will stop you from receiving from the Lord. doesn't matter how much you shout in prayer. If there's no faith, they said you won't receive anything from the Lord. This is where many Christians are. They have planted the word, but they are still anxious. Say, faith rest life. Come on, say, faith rest life. You must sleep. He blesses us while we sleep. God works best when you are asleep. I say, God works best when you are asleep. Nobody can carry out a major surgery on you when you are awake. Are you here, somebody? If they want to carry out a major surgery on you, what's the first thing they are going to do? Knock you off. Or else you will disturb the surgery. Abby, they won't finish that day. They keep you awake. And they're discussing, sharpening knife. Trum, trum, trum. You say, excuse me, what time is that thing do? <laughs> and they're chewing gum. <laughs> so I'll go finish the, come out the kidney today. <laughs> well, you're going to stand up and say, I want to use myself. <laughs> you're going to escape. They're going to knock you off. That's the only way they can successfully carry out the surgery. Tell them, chum, chum, And they, they hold you. In those days, before they developed anesthesia, that's how they used to do surgery. They bring half team men. Some people, that's their work. See, where do you work? I work in hospitals. What do you do? I hold people during, <laughs> during surgeries. You see muscles. They go to the gym in the morning, in the evening, they go for work. Hold you like, oh, mm, mm, hold on, hold on, hold on tight. This, that's some people's work. <laughs> they hold you. That's, there was no anesthesia. So you'll be awake. They open your body. Shh, ah, blood, they fly. You see, you see blood hitting the doctor's face. They're wiping it with blood, your blood. It will bring out this thing. Say, no, not kidney now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> will you allow them to finish the surgery? Say, no, no, you don't bring out the wrong thing. I leave her with the fine. Oh, sorry, my brother. I know, see, I'm with what color. <laughs> That's why the position you must take is that of sleep. When God was going to carry out the first, one of the first miracles he did for a human being in the Bible, what did God do? That's the first miracle God did for a human being. Every other thing before that time was existing before Adam came. God made the garden everything before he put Adam in it. The first active miracle Adam received as a human being was Eve. Because they said they were going to look for a helpmate for him. And they searched all the animals. They couldn't find a helpmate for him. And God said, if I'm going to do a miracle in your life, I need you to sleep. Is there somebody that wants a miracle this year? Can you sleep? That's the issue. Because he gives his beloved blessings while they sleep. Can you sleep? Do you want to sleep? He put Adam to sleep. And Adam woke up to a miracle. As you sleep this year, you will wake up to testimonies and miracles. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Remember, it's not physical sleep. It's not sleep on your mattress. It's sleep on the word of God. Why do you sleep on the word of God? Because the word of God is alive and active. That's why you can sleep on it. While you are sleeping, the word is doing the work. That means you find a scripture about any condition you are dealing with in your life. Find the scripture. Before you even pray, find the scripture. 
and know what you're praying about. Then once you pray that prayer, go and rest. Don't hustle about that matter anymore. You will only take actions and steps that God inspires you to take. Not flesh organized, not human connivance. Steps that God inspires. See what the Bible says about the word of God working for you. Jeremiah 1, um, 1.12, I think it's amplified. It says he watches over his word to perform it. So whenever you have the word and you are sleeping, God watches over the word. Did you give me now? God watches over the word to perform it. So when the word is working, you can be sleeping. DJ, quickly, what's happening? Okay, he said, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to what? Fulfill it. I want the one that says he will perform it. So I'm watching over my word to perform it. Isaiah 55, 11. He said, the word, my word that has gone out of my mouth, it will not return to me void. All right? Go, go, just go to the next verse. Say, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me, what? Void. But it shall do what? Accomplish that which I please. And it shall what? Prosper. Is somebody getting it? The word doesn't return void. It must accomplish what it was sent to do. Hebrews 4.12. As I round up, glory to God. Come on, say with me, I'm going to sleep this year. It's the year of the Lord. You and him can be awake. It's because of you, it neither slumbers nor sleeps. It's because of you. So why are both of you awake over the same issue? You don't hire a megad and still be watching the megad. In my area, when I was very young, they stole our transformer in my, in my clothes. So everybody woke up in the morning, this year our transformer, I went to call our megad. That what happened to transformer? He said, I saw I see him when I wake up. <laughs> we said, you didn't sleep? That's why we need that may God means he may God. He may God you, he may not. That's why they're called may God. <laughs> he may not God you, he may God you. He said, I saw I see him when I wake up. We knew there was a problem. But God is not that kind of a may God. Hallelujah. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. Look at it, Hebrews 4. The word of God is quick and powerful. Give me um, NIV. Give me NIV. He said, for the word of God is what? Alive and active. So when you have the word and you are sleeping, the word is working. The word is working. It's alive and, and it can work in any area. There are scriptures for husband. There are scriptures for job. There are scriptures for having children. There are scriptures. You will eat those scriptures and you will be relaxed. Not that you, you will go and be crying. If you are still crying like, like Anna before her faith, then you won't get it. You know? It took Anna many years. But the day she got it, her countenance was no longer sad and she ate her food. Alive and active. Give me the last translation that we used. That's amplified, I think. Yes. He said, for the word of God is what? Living and active. And what? Full of power. He says, making it what? Operative, energizing, and what? Effective. The word of God is alive. They've checked the DNA of the word of God. is AA. Alive and active. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, hey, he's alive and active. I pray for you. As you rest on the word of God this year, God will work for you like never before. I'm telling you, there's a natural way to get anything, but there's a supernatural one. Isaac will always be better than Ishmael. Ah, Ishmael is horrible. He's a son, but you know that he's not really a son. You know, he has comma. He's the father that born, her, born him, but not the mother. Come on. Are you here, somebody? 
you will not have comma blessings. I said, you will not have comma breakthrough. You are married, but you can't find the man. He has not come home since two days. <laughs> you, you, but they call married people, but you have to come out. Come on. That will not be your testimony. Yeah. You have a job, but they've not paid you. Two months. When a couple that have a job to come out, you have to come out. But you and him know that. Even the manager will not found him. The MD has not been around for two months. They've not paid us. But his job. You will not have common blessings. Yeah. There are many people carrying Ishmael about because he looks like Isaac. Ishmael can never be Isaac. I pray for you. If you are carrying an Ishmael, God will help you replace it with an Isaac. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Can we rise to our feet and take one minute and just talk to God? Say, God, I will rest. I will rest. I will rest. Take one minute to talk to God. So I will rest in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want to hear your voice. Let's talk to God. Say, Lord, I will rest. Whatever the scriptures are concerning the thing I'm looking for, send it to me, show me. This is why reading the Bible is important. You need to read the Bible. Ika Ika